This is the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 278. I'm your host, Brian. Join us evening, Mac. Hey, everybody. Just remember, I live down at the end of your house. Oh, okay. And Ian is with us. I'm hearing voices. <laughs> voices. <laughs> it's all dreamy and funky and voices. Uh, all right. Well, and Matt, <laughs> Matt Cat is with us. Hello. And be scared, I now have a dragon. Oh, well, you'll have to tell us more. And of course, Mr. Microcheater himself, Dumbass. Hey there, Brian. I'm digging the vibe you're putting out there. <laughs> hey, I'm checking you out. <laughs> I'm grossing out. <laughs> <laughs> From that, we haven't even got started yet. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> How is everybody doing? Yeah, just wait a minute, a few minutes. You, you know this podcast. That's right. <laughs> if well, we haven't said anything offensive yet, just give us times. a minute. What's that? I said we've only been on it for a couple of times. Yeah, right. <laughs> Years at this point. Even you. <laughs> I, am, I am mostly rolled. I did finish. Uh, I did finish the gangster or the gangster oh, yeah? as it's, or the gangster as it's called. The ga- oh yeah, because of the cover. Yeah, or the uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I you know I, I was really really iffy about the decision he made to take out Greedock and. I still thought it was maybe a little bit, a little bit tone deaf with the times, but it worked out. So well, so here's what I'm going to say: is that is a character that Scott Ziegler doesn't like, right? As a person, right? I mean, he he likes his characters, but as a person, he doesn't identify with that person. And I think that he wanted to make sure that 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 Quentin acts in ways that like he wouldn't, right? And okay. in in extreme ways too. Yeah. And, you know, I have to admit that Quentin drives me crazy sometimes. Oh, yeah. Quentin's, you know, Quentin's. He's, you know, he's obviously highly intelligent, doesn't think he is. He's, you know, I'm not a leader. I just want to play football. So Yeah, and which is weird because the quarterback is, is usually, you know, a leader in and of themselves, right? So Right. That, you know, so he he sees himself a leader on the field, but nothing else. So I don't know. The, yeah. So if you guys are what, what we're talking about is the um, the the rookie series or the no, it's the what is it? No, yeah, it's no. the legit, yeah the uh, Galactic Football League series by Scott Ziegler. Mm. Yeah, you, you know, and so it it it's definitely I enjoyed the books. Um, I, there's a, it, it connects to something that you know to to a piece that I really want, and that is the um, I you know is uh, the crypt, which we've gotten pieces of the crypt, but where we get we got we're getting more pieces of the crypt right now, and so hopefully he'll write the crypt. <laughs> so yeah, I enjoyed it. What else we got going on here? Oh, Maggie got a dragon. What does that mean? Do you get a yeah. bearded dragon? No, I got a Rankin dragon. A Rankin dragon. A Rankin's dragon. It's uh, it's basically a bearded dragon, uh, related to the bearded dragon. But they're smaller. But it's smaller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's half the size of of a beardy. Okay. Which it's is not, not which is not dragon. actually a very big lizard to begin with, right? I mean, they're they're already no, you know on the, the smaller end. I thought those were called bonsai. Bonsai. Mm, <sighs> no, there are there are smaller dragons though. Smaller right. dragons. Very cool. to, I, but they're not bonsai. You know, but that, that was. You have to understand that I, know. I actually refer I know. to people's. I refer to people's mini, mini, mini pinchers and and stuff like that as bonsai Dobermans. 
<laughs> actually, minpens are not actually really related to the. They are dogs, but they're not related specifically to the uh, pincher. Well, there's a by coincidence, there is a part of my anatomy that I call the dragon, and it's not the one that you would expect. <laughs> I'm not even going to gather a guess. <laughs> well, but I want to know. <laughs> I'll tell you after the podcast, right? Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> and of course, Georgie and Armand, Dragons in Space. Yep. Oh, bring that up. I generally, I, I think my policy is whenever I do something new, I um, talk about two podcasts in a row just because. So yeah, Dragons in Space is the latest of the Georgie Armand vacation stories. The concept was inspired by Dumbass himself. So that's why you hey. actually mentioned. Um, uh, so uh, when am I getting uh, the um, uh, the check for? Uh... <laughs> well, let's see. If, if I was to give you like ten percent, I'd owe you maybe a quarter right now. <laughs> I'll send you the paperwork. Well, I'm, I'm expecting that quarter in the mail, Ian. So, well, I mean, I guess uh, it. So have you? You're actually made money on on something. Well, I, I've sold a few copies of it. Legitimately, okay. um, I'm still at the point where I've lost money as a writer as a whole for all I've invested. Sure, But the sure. George Mond vacation stories, I don't really invest any money. That's my own time and effort because they're just short stories. And the covers I don't pay for. I, I do um, Canva for free. So the covers are free. You know, all it is is my own work. And I don't make too much off them. But legitimately with them, everything I make off them is profit instead of trying to recuperate actual expenses okay so i don't do much with them i'm hoping once i hit i'm figuring once i hit a dozen stories i'll look at the word count if the for all of them if the word count looks big enough i'll um put them together and do a collection okay sure at that point i'll invest a bit more into it and try and you know do a little bit more but and is that out on audible yet no it's not okay no we're not quite caught up in audible my um Narrator is has been working overtime lately, so he's fallen behind. So right now, most of the vacation stories are on Audible. Um, I think all but this and the Christmas one, if I'm remembering correctly. You went to Fiverr again. What? You went to Fiverr again. Fiverr? Get someone to do your... Uh... Oh, look, look into auditioning someone new. Is that what you're suggesting? Maybe. But you didn't go to Fiverr for the, uh, for the picture. You already said you went to Canva. Yeah. Oh, five is Fiverr a, a stock photo type of place of sure. some sort? It's actually a place where you, uh, yeah, it's F I V E R R. That's a place where you can like uh, uh, you spend five bucks. Uh, like people people advertise, hey, well, I'll do this for you for five bucks. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not five bucks anymore. It's whatever they charge. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I no, thought can't... it was a. Uh, I thought it was a mouse that went west. <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> but no, the, with the covers on Canva, I do them for free myself, and I have I'm, I'm getting a better eye, I think, for covers. So I haven't been too worried about trying to get someone else to do that for me. All right. Well, yeah, because they no. have the cover set up there. Well, on no, you design them yourself, pick the um. Yeah, yeah, but they have the so. setup and the uh, um where the lines oh. go and everything for it. Yeah. So you just make your cover for it in their Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, okay. So, no, it's pretty, pretty good. It's affordable. So yeah, the price isn't that bad. Yeah. How it's to be an one. How to be an asshole in Calgary? Um, yeah. So number one, is it necessary? And two, is it necessary to have a guide to be an asshole in Calgary? Because couldn't you just be a Texan? Um, you could be a Texan, but I think Calgarians are a little bit different because they're in Alberta, in Canada. Oh, well, sure. So, but I'm just saying that the Texan came there. And just spoke like a Texan, you know, spouting what what Texans spout. 
Wouldn't well, I mean, Calgary is pretty uh, Texas-ish, it's... isn't it? Is it? Okay, maybe, maybe you do need a guide. Yeah, no, you've got rodeos and stuff down there, right? That is true. But the difference is, too, is that, well, Texans are, well, Texans and Calgarians are Canadian and Canadians apologize. Texans don't. That's right. That is so true. That's not true. I realized how Canadian I, I am a while back. I was on the bus and a guy stepped on my foot and I said, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so is this somebody you know or is this something you just saw that was funny that you thought you had put up here? I saw, I saw it and I thought it was kind of amusing because uh, people do refer to the uh, Calgarians uh specifically the rodeo types as assholes. Uh, I don't see them as much different, but I thought it was amusing anyway because of there is a particular manner with with them, just the same as well, there is with Texans. It's just funny how they plus there's a there's a there's a little bit of revelry uh not revelry, what is it? Uh uh Edmonton and Calgary have a bit of a uh rivalry. Thanks, love. Uh, so I thought it was amusing to that. To, to be fair, down here in Texas, we have a guide too. It's just whatever statement our government, our governor made last. <laughs> yeah, it, it's you hate anything they say. You just don't have to. You don't have to pay. You pay for that guide. <laughs> right, and it fits too because uh, the Calgarians. There's at least one. The uh, there was one going for mayor or something who. Um, who kept on not wanting to the shots and was uh, actually threatening uh, threatening the health professions professionals that he was going to you know attack them or something. Hmm. Okay, All right. so he's Calgarian. It's... I understand uh, that we're going going to discuss next uh, a uh, another nugget of wisdom that I dropped on on you guys that turned out uh, to. To have uh, a great effect. So, yeah, I, I we are. Yeah. So consultation key here. once again, Ian opened his big mouth. <laughs> well, oh, there's a whole story behind this, but um, let me. Okay, so last <laughs> podcast, dumbass had brought up the um his belief that you were no longer supposed to suck the venom out of a snake bite, and I said no. There has been some changes. My understanding was that was still the way um you're supposed to go. You're supposed to try and avoid actually sucking out, but um you suck these little sucker things instead to. Suck the blood out. The reason I had said that was last time with Boy Scouts that I had been involved in the discussion on that. The change had gone from so originally um, the, the procedure was to cut little X's around the snake bite and make them bleed really bad and suck the blood out that way. That was the main changes that had come the last time I had reviewed stuff on snake bite. You were still supposed to suck it out, but you weren't supposed to cut up the skin around it. And so apparently you're still cutting it up, but in just little X's. Well, yeah, you're not supposed to do that anymore. That that, that used to be that that was that's the old fashioned oh, okay. thing that everyone believed. And that, but that, all, that changed a while ago. Yeah, all this is but from they, the misnomer, the idea that you could that you could suck poison out in the first place. Yeah. So, and like I said, this was not that long ago. Um, I um probably not even ten years ago. Where um you know because my boys are, are are not that freshly out of scout. So this wasn't even ten years ago that. According to the Boy Scout stuff, which sometimes um, they're a bit slow to update, I will admit that. I've seen that a few other t- things with them. Um, the only thing that changed was you weren't supposed to cut anymore. Uh, it was still supposed to try and suck the blood out. 
But then after our last podcast where Dumbass mentioned that, I, I thought, you know what? Let's double check and see what the science is on that right now. And um, they straight out say, don't even bother with it. And it's not because of what we thought. The initial th stuff we were thinking was, well, you might get the venom in yourself and that could affect you somehow. Um, if, you, if you review what they're saying, basically it does no good. Because right. the venom... Yeah, that, that was my impression. I, yeah, I that, that's, I that is that what on. I thought too, is that because it's injected... You know, through the fangs, it's, it's like trying to suck out a vaccination. Yeah. Well, basically, with how fast your blood circulates, by the time you can really start sucking it out, it's already be, being pumped through the body. Well, yeah. And so what they so what they say to do now is calm the person down, try and keep the heart rate low so that it's not pumping it fast, and get them medical attention from an actual hospital that can do anti venom stuff. Which right. which or we you have to put like a tourniquet uh, around. No, uh, no, 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 no tourniquet. But they've said, yeah. said that as well. The tour tourniquet can cause actual damage and is going to do really nothing specific to stop the venom. In general, in first aid, they recommend they, they, they never recommend a tourniquet. It's always put pressure on the wound because the problem with tourniquets and is if it that cuts every off. Every single television show and movie has got wrong. Yes, because here's the thing: is that if you put a tourniquet on it, you you're restricting blood flow to the whole organ, the whole leg, the whole arm, and so and so it, when they do use a tourniquet. They, they, like these medical professionals will like write the time that they put the tourniquet on the person's forehead because you can't have a tourniquet on for more than thirty minutes, or or you're going or you're liable to lose the whole leg. Yep. And so tourniquets are is, tourniquets too, are a bad idea. Yeah. And it's I already in the system too. So everybody who saw the new movie, the new version of True Grit, knows that. And like I said once more, the the main problem is with how fast you um your circulation goes. By the time you could even get the tourniquet on, it's going to do nothing. The venom is most likely spread further into the system. So the, the main thing yeah, is keep, the leg. Yeah, keep keep the person calm, keep the heart rate low, so they're not you know the, 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 it's circling as slowly as possible, and get them um to an actual medical facility that can deal with um anti venom in some manner. Right, but to keep them calm, you you do the same thing you do in airplane. Everybody lines up and 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 then and then slaps the person right. <laughs> uh, actually, I think the uh, I think the correct directions on this are, uh, according at least to the Cary Grant movie Father Goose, are to keep the person calm by having them imbibe a lot of alcohol until you discover that it was actually not a snake, but it was a stick. That okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but so the nasty stick snake has been involved with this again. Yep. But this also is a great example of how the science keeps changing. Uh, the more we learn, the, you know, the more we can say, hey, you know, our understanding of it's been wrong before. We're changing it. These are the new recommendations because this is what we see is the best way to deal with it. And they, they haven't consulted the scientists that really matter on this, which is, you know, any snake scientists. Oh, I, I, involved because they're going to know the best way to get their own venom out. <laughs> but uh, how do the snakes wear lab coats? <laughs> That's right. How? Yeah. How can? How? How can they be scientists if they can't wear lab coats, Mac? They, the lab coats just simply don't have arms. No, but, I, I, I thought you were going to say we had to listen to the um, conservative YouTubers that um, know exactly how um, viruses and stuff spread. Everything I've everything I've seen about everything I've seen about. Uh, Conservative science is that it's going crazier and batshit or more and more by the second. So it may actually be completely around the back well. Right now. But see, 
it's all about the rights. If, if, if you don't want your body violated with anti-venom, you shouldn't have to take it. The venom's probably not going to be as bad as you think because it's all hyped up by the scientists who just want to make tons of money off the anti-venom. And so, uh, you, you know, know, I think that, I think that uh, <laughs> hydro, hydrochloroquine, hydrochloroquine, whatever it is, I think that'll cure venom. All right. I just want to say, though, you know, as, as, as a note, to, yeah, just, just to, that, the amateur skeptics are still in favor of sucking, just not when it comes to snake bites. <laughs> we will continue to yeah, suck. I mean, we do it all the time. Now, now, hold on. Hold on. What if the snake bite happens on a penis? Oh, you suck that thing. Exactly. But you you've suck it. Dilemma, haven't you? you suck it. <laughs> no, I'm not. That person's going to die. <laughs> well, at least they'll die happy. All right. Well, it's time to move on. What time is it? It is Ian and Mad Cat's masturbation moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Oh, it's been co-opted. You're, 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 you're look at that. Oh, hey. Yeah, look at this. Yeah, Holy. Not put anything in there. <laughs> you put fun. I... I would, actually, you know what? With all you put in Mad Cat and since it's Halloween based, I'd rather focus on yours and we'll move mine to next time. Yeah, because. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't read any of these. The, the, you, you sprung these all on me. Um, and so, but, but let's go for it. What do we got here? Use it or lose it. Yes, it's true. What? What's true? Yeah, well. Latina Times. Well, Latin my times? brother used Plus, to always say, uh, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, you better use it or your dick will rust. And apparently this is true in a sense, but if you do not use it, it is going to not be functional, apparently. Um, go on. In other words, it's not unlike sports. If you don't keep on using it, you're going to lose the ability to use your penis. Men who have erection problems tend not to have much sex. You know, and... um, I can kind of see that, although I should, I think we should point out here that uh, it admits in the article here that this is more anecdotal uh, observation and uh, not really under, uh, from scientific you studies. You want me so to get we, the medical one? Well, um, uh, if there are any studies, but... Uh, uh, I, I, like I did the same. Let's let's take this with a with a grain of salt because it it is true that if, if you I don't will use... get you the MD function information. Yeah, that and I don't want to get salt anywhere near that. I would like to point out that unlike sports, steroids are unlikely to put this. Very. I mean, this article <laughs> says that there isn't any uh, scientific uh, studies on it, but or there or not uh, uh, much in the I'll way of the many MD reports. Yes, get it. MD a... report. Uh, what do what do you got? MD. Now, you, we're not just talking WebMD, right? Huh? Where a uh, wet it well? Are you talking? Are you, you're talking about the case studies? Yeah, sick. If you don't use it, you will lose it, and that's not about the song, guys. Come on. That includes the brain. WebMD has it. Well, okay, but I mean that's. But what, what's their source? Their source is. Let me see. A Finnish study showed that men who had sex once a week were half as likely to develop erectile dysfunction as men who had sex less frequently. 
In women, more frequent sex also stimulates, stimulates circulation to the genitals. In turn, this enhances lubrication and elasticity of the vaginal tissues, both of which go a long way towards boosting the women's. And some researchers believe that there is a psychological component as well. You may stop wanting sex if you go a long time without it. I mean, I definitely can see that, although I think from what I'm reading here that this is a... Uh... This was a questionnaire, not actually a direct uh, study of these people. So, um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's not uh, the most strongest scientific evidence, but it definitely has plausibility in my eyes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I believe that uh, I believe that there's a lot of strong evidence, though, that you're supposed to relax. Don't do it. <laughs> I, I have a whole species in this. Uh, introduced uh, but in the that's second... until your partner comes back. <laughs> I have a whole species introduced in the second George R. Mons novel, where if the males are not chosen to be a life partner um, by a certain point in their lives, they become sterile. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's one of those I, I introduce, and they actually are in in the book. But I know so much more about them, and I know the whole sexuality stuff so much better than what I could explain in the book. But yeah. But, um, it's a three species, um, uh, a three gendered species, male, female, and womb. And the male and female, if they become a mated pair, they actually become physically bonded for life. And most of the, about half the population is made up of sterile males who were not chosen to, um, hook up with the female. Ah. Okay. I, I think I agree with dumbass from the, from the point, you know, take this for what it is because nobody's actually looked at if there's any, I mean, you, you, I think that the idea that there's a psychological component here is strong, but nobody has mm -hmm. shown a physical component, right? Right. Yeah. And you're right? never going to so, be able uh, to do that in a survey, you know? I mean, and, and uh, you wouldn't be able to tell what, what, what exactly is the cause of their sexual dysfunction, whether, whether it's like a physical thing with their penis or whether it's uh, a mental thing. I can see mental things playing a big part. If you've been denying yeah. yourself that kind of pleasure, um, then uh, you, you get used to not having it and uh, you, you get used to uh, ignoring uh, those kinds of stimulations. Sure. So from a psychological point of view, we, you know, certainly I think that there could be some plausibility there, but nobody's made a physical link. Right. Uh, I'm, so. I'm looking down at the article here and it's talking about, it's talking about the importance of oxygenated blood getting to the penile erectile tissue on a very regular basis mm. or else that erectile tissue starts to turn into scar tissue and doesn't doesn't remain as elastic. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think I, I yeah, see some logic to that. Yeah, there there could be. I mean, here here's the thing: is that I mean, all, all this is is plausible. The the idea, I mean, the idea that using that organ keeps it healthy, I, I don't think that we we're going to deny, uh, argue with, right? I mean, it's of course, yeah, yeah, mu muscles. Yeah, because I mean, you don't, you don't walk, them, right? yeah. it's not, you're not going to be able to. If you don't walk for five years, you're not going to be able to walk very well. Right. But so the idea that there there could be a physical component here, I think, is there's I mean also, that, that, that's plausible too. Yeah. There is also a study about rats that spent time in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber at three times atmospheric pressure mm -hmm. uh, kept their erectile function better. <laughs> oh God. Which you know I don't know how that works because you know a hyperbaric chamber. I wouldn't think that rats would get along in a chamber with a lot of bears in it. So mm. no, no, bears. They measure bears that make, in rats too. Bears probably make sex a uh, an unwanted situation for other creatures in the enclosed space. Right, but it's okay if you're a bear. 
Well, yeah, because bears will take care of everything. Everything well, else. And that, that actually brings you. up another question. Well, what, about, what about a hyper bear? Um, you know, actually, yeah, bears make sex a wanted situation if you're talking bears and cubs. True. <laughs> yeah. All right. Off the rails. Okay. What, what else we got here? 17 well, Halloween sex positions. Is, uh, is that, just fun stuff for for Halloween. You know what? I, I love it. Halloween sex positions. All you can crave. Craves? Cravings. Craves. All your cravings. Satisfy all your cravings. Huh? All of them. All of them. Well, what do we got yeah, there's here? There's a cosmopolitan one, which, you know, it's not going to be too, um, yeah, it's too much fun. But a little bit we can. But even though it... The, it won't come up with as much fun as anyone would want. We make it much more fun. <laughs> we'll fix it. We'll fix okay, whatever that happens. A couple of different ways here. <laughs> but um, here's a Cosmo. I like the video Cosmo. that's here. It says how to buy a suction sex toy. Okay. I, mm. I, well, how I, to sex toy by Cosmopolitan. Interesting. Okay. We should have put that one up too. Well, that okay, goes along with to... Ian's article on how to pick a vibrator. Um <laughs> I, I like this, though. So, six feet under. Yeah, so you can eat a shit ton of candy, completely valid, or you can get some dopamine happening another way. Uh, truly stellar, inventive, possibly alarming Halloween sex. Wow. From Cosmo, even. Whew. And uh, <laughs> candy dressing up, in, dressing up in candy underwear, uber kinky. You're even a position. <laughs> That's not really a position, no. Well, I mean, the, I, we're, we're obviously well, we looking at different that, things. I'm looking at the Cosmo positions because it was the next in the list, wasn't it? Or what are you looking at? Yeah, okay. There oh, is it, oh it's true. Wait, her. hold on. You, you, I, I'm, just, I'm, on, I'm just on the pre-part. I'm just on the, you know. All right, go ahead. Oh, okay. I'll, stop, uh, people, I'll stop tipping forward. <laughs> what, do, you, do you always... You know, just run on past foreplay, guys. Come on. You know what? When it's a mystery novel, I go read the last page first, and then I read the rest of it because I don't. Really? I, I don't want the suspense. Damn it! You you just want to know <laughs> exactly. All of these because I want to see all of them. Okay, you want you want to make sure that it's going to go properly. I want to make well, sure it's the butler before because costumes. if I'm going to invest. Well, there's also cheap costumes, sexy costumes, funny costumes, pop culture, group costumes, group costumes. But what I love about this is that you're you're surprised about what you're reading as as the rest of us. Have you had you not read this? Did you just throw it no, in there? I threw Ooh, it in 17. there. That's good. <laughs> I threw it in there. Are you kidding? Read before coming on to the, coming on to the show. Are you nuts? That means taking taking time out. Think. I'm sorry. I'm After sorry I've I suggested it. Up. I know. I'm so sorry I even suggested it. You're you're absolutely correct. I'm very wrong in even suggesting that we read the articles first. I apologize. You know, when are you guys gonna start sending out cliff notes on these uh <laughs> on these documents? Yeah, maybe maybe we should start doing them like a couple days before. <laughs> I love this. This is like, oh my god, six feet under. Oh my god, how'd she even get into that position? Oh my god. Wait, getting ghosted? Oh my! I thought that was something totally else. I had no idea that. Look at these two women. Oh my god! I thought it involving involved making a clay pot. <laughs> what it looks like they've Those done here is they just renamed a whole bunch of positions. Right? Is what they've done here. Yeah, yeah. Moaning zombie. 
Yeah, they just the they 69 just out, sitting upwards. Yeah, trick or treat. I don't know. Okay, Ian... I love how they have the little love signs in the middle there. What is she farting? <laughs> oh, I hope so. I so hope so. <laughs> so that that's crap. on the that's on the trick or treat, right? Yeah. So yeah. So maybe you yeah. know. So yeah. 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 The trick or the treat. Hey, hey, hey. Here, here, here's what we here's what we should do because like uh, the uh, I think the audience is probably getting confused right yeah, now because we are going off on random stuff. Let's let's all uh, pick one favorite one of these and talk about it. All right, what's your favorite, Thomas? Ooh, should we call the? Uh, I just got an idea. Shall we call this episode the the Tamas Buktra? <laughs> Tamas Buktra. <laughs> <laughs> That's just awful. That's that was, so good. That, that, that's me saying. That's so good. Oh. So uh, I'll, I'll say this first. I already said I really like number seventeen, the broomstick ride. The broomstick have partner, ride. Yeah. Have your partner lie on a narrow, sturdy surface like a coffee table. Plant your feet on either side of the table and mount them facing their feet in a sort of elevated reverse cowgirl. Cast a spell <laughs> over both of y'all by propping your hands on their legs and bending forward, leaning back, or tilting your pelvis to switch up the sensation. Circle your hips <laughs> like you're stirring a cauldron for some extra hocus pocus. <laughs> Let's see. The There's trick, some hocus pocus, all right. <laughs> the the trick or treat. You're you're going to get a, a gentle hand and a buzzy vibrator pressed against you, or or you're going to get the the sharp smack of the hand on your ass. Oh, so one or the other. The anticipation will keep you incredibly attuned to what's happening. Bend over the bed and have your partner with the toy. Uh, with and so I guess you 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 it could be either partner that's bent over the bed here, and so you either get to slap them or give them the vibrator. I like it. I, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a surprise there. Yeah, it's the bait and switch. Ooh. <laughs> uh, these these all look like they just renamed sex. They're 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 that that they're, it's pretty funny. Yeah, days, that's pretty. But... It's pretty funny. What's what's the next article? Forty next sinful se- sexy. Couples Halloween costumes. Yep. All Something right. I didn't even have to read, really. No, you don't. No, no. And in fact, we <laughs> won't even. I mean, Jasmine and, and uh, Aladdin. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, just a whole just... bunch of them here. Adam and Steve. Okay, I, I like it. I like it. So, yeah. So, so here. So, we got 40 different costumes. All right. What else we got here? Uh, well, hold on a second. Number five is problematic. <laughs> number five. Number uh, five? Of, of the 40? Yeah, um, number five. Corpse Bride? Yeah, Corpse Bride and Victor. Because, I mean, how exactly are you going to have somebody strip the flesh off their arm? Mm, well, they, that, that's what that's that what makeup is for. This it's a costume. You just do something not accurate. Oh my God, we're not. not no, 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 no. You want it way too accurate. Oh man, accurate. Although you skim through them, most of them are just standard costumes, but you turn them into sexy costumes. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like nothing really I mean, that creative. Morticia and Gomez are not really new, but. They still work. Yeah, but they're yeah, still. I've seen uh, that um, that uh, that uh, 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 woman's costume, sexy Trump. Uh, okay, I missed that one, and I think I am quite glad of it. Thirtieth <laughs> best scary costume. I think, I think for, the, the name yeah, of the costume was Donna T. Rump. All right, so here's another. So just okay. So, but there's a lot of costume <laughs> ideas out there for couples. Yeah. So basically. have have some fun with it. Cookies. Ooh, Barbie and Ken. Ooh, you know, uh, I, I've seen um, also uh, a uh, uh, sexy Bert and sexy Ernie costume uh, for women. Ooh, um, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but what? Like, 
wouldn't like uh um uh either like if you're a couple like one of you dresses up as either ernie or bert and the uh, other one sexes up dresses up as the sexy female version of that one and you know what? that would even be better if it was like the man dressing up in the sexy one and the woman dressing up in the straight one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah of course if you, if you look through the examples most of them it's a female that's sexy the male's nothing special yeah, yeah they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't make uh sexy uh uh, male Halloween costumes, do they? I mean, no, the, a lot of them really don't, and it really peeps me off because the men should be just as sexy as the women. Come on, oh, now the, get them see, in something really nice. Number 35 is special. See, up above, they had a sexy Bonnie and Clyde, so number 35 is also sexy Bonnie and Clyde, but it's sexy Bonnie and Clyde after the FBI shot them. That is true, it is, it is pretty much. <laughs> um. The one that I don't like, though, is uh, Lilo and Stitch. It's just, no. Yeah, that was a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, that's not. No, no. I mean. Cool. Although 38 Jack and Rose is pretty good, except, you know, I think his skin should be a lot more blue. in. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, have some fun for, for Halloween. Try try a new position and a costume. Thinking, guys, that the name of that costume was Donna Keith Rump Shaker. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Oh hey. Um. Let's see. Let we let's do a what? Oh, what the fuck? So a couple weeks back, I put it. I put in here um, an article from. It was actually it's from the AP. Um. So it says probe Catholic Church in France had. It says three thousand ch- uh, child abusers. So that's not how many people were abused. These are the people doing the abusing. Um, and this is uh, this is looking at um, the last seventy years, just in the Catholic Church in France. And so, um, at the point that I put this first article in, um, they hadn't they hadn't released the full findings of of the article yet. The full findings are are, are kind of shocking. And I said it's low end. Yeah, the our French report: three hundred and thirty thousand children victim. Child, uh, children victims of church abuse. And this is just in the Catholic Church in France over the last 70 years. 3,000 uh, 3, different abusers that they've identified. Um, the document ended up being 2,500 page, uh, page document let's see, uh, issued, by, issued as the Catholic Church in France. So I'm wondering who it, it did. Uh, I, what I, I'm not positive of who's doing the investigation. Is the Catholic Church doing their own investigation? Are they actually claiming to clean much, up their own house? I very much doubt that they're cleaning that, their own house. That's what I was level. thinking. But so it says that the um, the study authors estimated 80% of the church victims were boys, while a broader study of sexual abusers found that 75, 75% of the of all over victims were girls. So that's interesting. So they assumed it was mostly about uh, mostly boys, but that isn't necessarily what they found. I mean, the thing about uh, uh, priests uh, preying on uh, young boys has been the stuff that's made uh, most of the news, right? Uh, and, and you know that that is the thing too, because uh, I think maybe we we haven't been uh, looking for it happening in girls because people are a lot more scandalized that uh, that they be uh, that young boys would have to go through that. Oh, yeah. uh, it, 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 no, it, it, um, especially within the other uh, religious circles. Um, you know, you look at the way girls are treated towards boys, there is still some of that there that the girls are there to be sexualized, even if they are offended by the idea. 
but there's yeah, still, that, you know, a, a man doing something to go, okay, we can look the other way and that won't be a big deal. A man doing something to buy, oh, wait a moment, that's, you know. Yeah, that, 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 that's gay stuff and that's, uh, that's yeah. nature. So here, have we, here's have, the, we, have I, we maybe just, maybe we should just take the priests will be priests point on this. Uh, oh boy. No. Oh, God. No. That, no. no. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I, I have a, oh, can I, uh, just a real question? Yeah, yeah, go, 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 go ahead. Um, After the I last thought, weird, I'm not sure. I had the weird thought that, you know, we've got 3,000 child abusers in the in the Catholic Church in France. That's the number they've given. But I'm wondering how much of these, how many of these numbers are generational. In other words, they were victims and then became b- abusers. Well, I, they were well yeah. yeah, historically, there's often that kind of a pattern that leads to it. Um, but, you know, it, it's hard to follow that up. But, yeah, the, the, um, you do have a point, though. There is traditionally um, someone who has been abused themselves is more likely to become an abuser. Yeah, so that's so, an established pattern. And I'm wondering how many of these that were abused became priests and are now doing yeah. abusing, is what I'm saying. Right, and then we and it's hard to say how long the actual true problems have been going on. You know, this is a seventy-year report. Well, we know the Catholic Church has been around a lot longer than seventy years. Yeah. yeah. The other so, thing is, is that I'm imagining that the scope of a seventy-year investigation isn't going to find all abusers or all victims. Yeah. And once again, you know, the the thing about the Catholic Church is that because they're a large entity. It, it's it's easier to look at them and, and and say, oh, the Catholic Church is the problem. When really, it's it's churches in general that that, that these people that are are pastors and stuff are put into positions of powers, and mm. and though and th- that kind of power gets abused. Power gets abused, and so but it, when there's no checks I mean, and balances, it's, it's also uh, it's, it's also a recipe to lead to uh, uh, resentment and sexual frustration to. Uh, to say that uh, your uh, uh, your clergy cannot uh, have sex. Yeah. yeah, but I'm not sure that that but, makes it worse. I'm not sure that 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 it makes it, it any that you know that that is actually. I, I think it's just power corrupts, and and without checks and balances, you know, it 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 just these things happen it, because. But it and, goes a bit beyond just the church. Um, it goes into the old attitudes. I've had conversations with my grandparents about it. If you look, I, you know, my parents' generation was really the first generation where you started um, at least acknowledging the fact that you had the creepy Uncle George that may have done some stuff with the kids. Before that, sure. you know, talking to my yeah, grandpa, yeah, yeah. you didn't admit it. You didn't acknowledge it. Sure. You did not say Uncle George was doing anything. That was stayed in the family. If you let that out of the family, you are disgracing the family. We are going to look bad. Everyone's going to look down on us. You do not talk about that stuff. Well, but that's kind of and my so point, same, though. But that's, that's, that's my point. That's because that that kind of that kind of behavior is looked as mental illness, and mental illness is looked as yeah. evil and impure. But so it, if it, it's it, in one person in the yeah. family, it's going to be in everybody in the family. And it even goes with oh, the kid's been molested. We can't talk about that because that's going to make the whole family look bad. It doesn't matter who did it, you know, especially the priest. You don't challenge the church on something like that. That would make everyone look bad. That would tarnish the reputation of the church and the neighborhood and all the families connected to it. We can't talk about that kind of stuff. But nowadays, we're like, screw you. We're talking about it. We're getting it out in the open, and we're going to confront it because we're getting rid of all that bullshit, and we're going to be honest and open and try and actually fix these bullshit problems that have been going on for forever because we've all been all fucked up and not talking about it. Yeah, and so... Uh, but yeah, I, think- yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, like, part of it, it's a, it's a two-part thing, too, because uh, part of it 
is that uh, is the attitude of we've got to uh, uh, keep this secret, keep, keep, keep this to ourselves, not look bad. But the other part is there are people who will look down on an organization or a family um, uh, if, they, if they're trying to uh, uh, handle something just because it happened, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and like so much judgment out there. Why, why are people so judgmental? Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's like, probably another episode. The person who did it, of course, we we want to judge them, but uh, the, the the family. I mean, yeah, that's but, something that has been a long-standing yeah. deal. And it's we, kind of like the uh, Klingon recognition um, in Star Trek, where if your four parents have done something wrong, then it goes down on the next generation. All right, the, the idea of the sins of the father is one of the dumbest concepts we've ever had, and. And that definitely is probably part of what plays into this. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we don't want to be found guilty of the sins of people who we have a connection with. So we deny the sin so that we can feel better about um, not being sinful. But it's like, no, they were sinful. They, just because you knew the guy and he's fucked up does not mean you're as fucked up as him. It's more Guilt fucked up to hide it. Yeah. If, if, if you want to do it right, you point out, hey, this guy sinned. Let's go after him. Let's get him out of society so he can't do it again. But that wasn't the mentality. You weren't trying to protect the innocent. You were trying to protect the church. You were trying to protect the neighborhood. You were trying to protect all, all these other levels, but you weren't trying to protect the innocent child because that wasn't as important as the um, greater level. Right, which comes back to money and power, right? I mean, there yeah. are a few things that go in there, but but so you've got a couple of things going on. So when it's a family member, you don't you know you don't talk about it because because it's a family member. When 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 it happens, you know, the, the, it's not supposed to happen at church, right? Because these are supposed to be godly people. Right, but but they're still just fucking people. Yeah. Right. So this idea that oh the oh a priest would never do that. Well, uh, clearly we we've shown that that is wrong. Yeah, we, yeah. that's the thing. But that, that, that you were not, you know, definitely past generations were not really allowed to question it that way. Yep, that, that's true. Yeah. That you know, we're we are certainly allowing a certain amount of questioning here um, that that it, wasn't allowed it, before. Yeah. During our generation, we've really pushed past the level that. Um, you know, we're more open about it. If you've suffered it, you talk to people about it. You say, listen, I went through this crap. Well, oh, it's just okay, it's just being no. woke. It's just being woke. Yeah. Isn't it? Aren't you just being woke? <laughs> a lot of this is that we're going through kind of a, uh, I think we're going through a cultural awakening at the moment, that kind of thing that happens every once in a while. Well, well where right now, like even like stuff that uh, you wouldn't question like 10 years ago, where like, wait a minute. Right. But to see, but, but when people are being confronted with this stuff, they 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 attack it as being woke, right? When yeah. when people are being confronted with their own racism, it's just people being woke. When people are being confronted with with the with this you know with these sexual abuses happening, oh, they're just being woke. No, so I'm not going to go into details. It an incident happened when I was very young. Once more, I'm not going to go into details here. But my mom at the time um, was really big on her church that we were going, and she went to her, the pastor that she trusted and um, normally went to for advice. And his advice was just to not say anything, not to press it, not to make it big. And this, you know, once more, you know, I, the person who I mean, to be fair, it, that that, that might have been actually good advice, considering how people w- might have treated them if they yeah, come out. But the person who committed the action towards me and my sister and a couple other kids was not necessarily part of the church. She was everything from my mom's because I don't remember it too well. I was pretty young. But my mom knew a lot more about what was going on. And what she's told me since we've actually had talks about it was the girl that committed it was a troubled girl and had gone through some stuff. But she went to her priest to ask for advice about how to deal with it. And the priest said, no, um, we just move on. 
Don't don't acknowledge it. Don't do anything. Worry just about move it. on no from kids it. Kids don't remember it anyway. Yeah. Well, and we found yeah. that that's not true. I mean, the the, the yeah, amount well, of trauma. That is a saying. As far as that I can figure, it, yeah. yeah, I was about three years old when it happened. I remember it. I know, you know, I I don't remember it clearly, but I know it happened. And one of the other kids involved actually hunted me down and contacted me because he was trying to ver- verify did this really happen. I, you know. And we actually had an exchange. I put him in contact with my mom because he's the one that knew the most about the events that happened. But like my sister, as far as we know, has never. She's the one in the family who's had um, therapy issues that she's needed therapy. Um, but she's also the one, one has never brought it up with a therapist, as far as my mom knows, ever. And this happened. You know, she's a couple years older than me, which means she most likely should have had better memories of it and it should have impacted her stronger. But um, she, it sounds like she's blocked it out. Well, I openly, I, it happened. I know it happened. I'm aware of it. And like I said, at least one other kid who was involved in it remembers it happening. And he feels it really messed up his life. He, You'd have to see some of the stuff exchanged between me and him and him and my mom. He really, whatever he remembers of it, it has caused some serious issues with him. Yeah, it's amazing how more, much more common these things are than, yeah. we, than we realize. Right. And yeah. once more, the, the priest told my mom, uh, just ignore it and move on. It's not going to be an issue. That's like, what no. my aunt told my mom. Yeah, we're talking 40 years later. I remember it. I know it happened. I'm not in denial of it. Same here. Five years old. Full. <laughs> Neighbor's kid. But so, what's more, wow. yeah, that's the attitude. You, uh, you, you don't say anything, yeah. and you don't say anything to the person it had been perpetrated upon, because if they were that young, they don't remember it anyway, and you'll just cause problems. Mm-hmm. And we don't want any problems. No, 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 no. no. But that's that the thing. It, it causes other problems. It, it, if, if you don't deal with it, it, you know, there are people, like I said, the other kid involved, he, mm-hmm. from the sounds of everything he was giving us, he was pretty messed up over it. And he, um, I think he was about my sister's age. So he was a couple years older than me. And he remembers it. He remembers it all happening. And he feels it basically really screwed up his life. And no one wanted to deal with it. Now, that's that's one of the things that um, he had said in some of the exchanges is, you know, he tried to get his parents to help him, and his parents didn't seem to care. They didn't want to acknowledge it or deal with what had happened. Yeah, that stigma. Oh, squish it down. Squish it down. Yeah, that's not that. No. But you you have to confront this, you know. Yeah. And, and then yeah, yeah. we're definitely at the age where we, we're going to do that more and more. If, if you, you know, if I was to find out one of my kids had been molested in some ways, you know, I'd, I'd be after. I'd be straight out saying, "Hey, listen, no, no, this guy crossed the line. We're not throwing it in the closet. You know, my kid. I'm, I'm trusting my kids. We're going to get my kids some therapy, and we're going to go after this guy and take him down, so he can't do it to anyone else." Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. That's. I mean, I haven't had an incident, but you know, we, we would, we did have. Um, you know, but Naughty had a creepy boss, and like, and she, he was sending some weird pictures. And I told her, I said, quit. <laughs> there, yeah. There's no reason. I said, there, there's just no reason for you to go back. I said, this is creepy. The guy is creepy. Um, don't just, just quit. Just quit. Nothing happened other than you know some 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 weird pictures and some innuendo, I guess. Um, yeah, sure. If she liked movies about gladiators. <laughs> yeah. It, so so anyway, yeah. So I mean, I I mean, luckily. You know, she, not, nothing major happened, and she, she was able to get out of the situation before something did happen, right? Yeah, and by oh. promoting the idea of being honest and open about it and confronting it, I think that does scare people off, and it also makes the kids more aware. That, that's part of the 
idea of the age-appropriate sex education for kindergarten. We're teaching them, no, if, if, a, if adult, it doesn't matter who starts trying to do this kind of stuff to you, tell a, 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 another adult. Don't, um, you know, you have every right, you know, if, if someone's doing something with your body that makes you uncomfortable, report it to um, someone else. Make sure it's known. Don't don't be, let yourself be left alone with them. You know, that, that's the kind of stuff we're teaching our kids now because of all this crap for so long. Like, yeah. It doesn't mm. matter who it was. If they've done something, you tell another adult. You make sure people know. And isn't, you know, isn't, we it, have... amazing, isn't it amazing that, uh, like, it's only recently, I, I remember when I was taking sex education, there, there wasn't any talk of uh, consent or anything. I think it was just assumed that your sexual uh, experiences were going to be consensual. We, yeah. like, uh, they didn't, um, they didn't yeah. want to admit that there was anything that well, would happen badly. You, right. There, 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 there wasn't any talk uh, of consent. I, I don't think uh, they mentioned rape, mm. uh, at least not to my memory. Uh, um, I don't remember it either. But yeah, the, um, well, we denied it. Uh, uh, but if you look at, regretfully, human history is filled with rape. We are, you know, it, it, it's there. It's everywhere. The, the more you study, the more you look into it, the more, you know, it, it is a messed up thing that is part of human history. It's you know, kind of like the why. Oh well, we can't do critical race theory because that's honest history and it doesn't make us look good. Like, dude, within the ideas of critical uh, race theory, there is the raping of you know the, the Native Americans that happened. It happened. So you know, white men showed up and they raped. Critical race theory is not the best example because the problem is that it isn't being taught in in high school. It yeah. is. It's really well, a legal also, thing. It's essentially being taught Brian, in legal school, right? So it's in, you're in Texas, and you're not allowed to say the words. Well, uh, yeah. Well, there's that, right? I mean, the the laws and stuff that that we're passing down here. Well, we're not fixing our, our our power grid, but we're making sure that we can't that we can't talk about white people being racist. Yeah, but we, we've hidden so much of the past, and you have a group of society that still wants to hide it, that doesn't want to admit that this you know where we're at is great and we're improving but we have some fucked up stuff in our past. well but if we can't acknowledge it we'll go backwards yeah that's the thing and and that's why you know th this is coming up right now cuz a fair amount of society is coming out saying we're acknowledging it we're not going to let it hide we're not going to let 70 years of the church's fucked up policies stay hidden we're going to bring it all out in the open so you guys can't hide from it and that we can do everything we can to make sure this doesn't happen again, that these patterns are broken, that this, this mentality is gone, and that we move on to a much healthier state of mind, much healthier society because we're saying, fuck you to the past, you know? Yeah, that, well, you know that, that's where yeah. we need to be. Well, hopefully the conversations will continue. There's yeah. likely to be some fallout from from, the, from this situation um, in – Onto a whole bunch yeah. more. Yeah, like say, I there's there. I still have some questions about who actually did the investigation, and because like you, because it's probably like you say, not the not the Catholic Church. Um, well, the Catholic Church might not have wanted to do it, but quite likely they were cornered into having no choice but to. Well, do it. and that and that I is that really is like possible. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But but this seems a lot less sweep it under the rug than the Catholic Church is likely to. Well, I, I, here here's the thing: is that we're, well in France, what, what's the fallout of this ultimately going to be? I, I doubt that. I doubt that. I mean, there's probably really not a lot of actual repercussions that that come from this, unfortunately. Um, well, you know, if the actually if the fallout is bad enough, they will probably end up releasing the bell ringer out of Notre Dame and probably burning the, Notre Dame again. 
<laughs> I mean, I think at this point, it's hard to surprise anyone with allegations of sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, there they go again. It's become yeah. enough of a joke. You know. Well, and that and yeah. that is a problem, right? And and that it, yeah. it's become it's become such a um a meme in and of itself that it's like mm-hmm. unsurprising. So, and because it's not surprising, there there's not going to be re- there won't be repercussion, right? I, I don't know what kind of repercussions are going to come from this report. That's true. The thing is, is that the any of the repercussions that they're talking about is specifically against the church and not the actual perpetrators within the church and okay. not current perpetrators. But here's the thing: I will argue is that you have to start somewhere. That I, is I, if you if you if you church. if you hurt the church enough, you know, financially, um, politically, uh, enough that they start watching themselves. And actually, are 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 aware that this is happening, and actually conduct themselves in a manner that will will mitigate this stuff, and then go after people that are current that continue to abuse it. You that that's that's how you mitigate this. You have to make it hurt somewhere, right? Um, so yeah, so we we really like to get the 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 actual abusers for the victims. But if that's but not possible, right? Yeah, that 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 make them do something. That's what I'm it claiming. Starts, it, it's if you start if you start to make it uncomfortable enough, then you start to change the culture that makes it comfortable. So one of the things that like like look at a class action lawsuit, right? The the actual victims of the class action lawsuit don't end up getting that much. The lawyers end up. You know, doing a lot of work and, and, and making the money, and, they, and, the, and a lot of work goes into these class action lawsuits. Okay, and yeah, so they're, they're going to take you know a third to half of it, and then the rest of it gets distributed amongst all of the all of the victims in the class action lawsuit. But but the thing is, is that people are like, oh, I'm only going to get ten dollars. Yeah, but you but you have to look at it from the point of view of 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 the behavior that will it change the behavior of the company that you know is having to pay out the money are they going to look at this and say we don't want to have to pay this out again we don't want this to happen again and actually change the behaviors and i think if it hurts enough it it it, it might um if if they can just say well it, it, we made more money than than it cost us then then no it then it doesn't then it's not going to change behaviors right so get, you have to look at it not from not from the standpoint of the, of the ten dollars you're going to get but from the actual standpoint of will it change the behavior of the company that 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 committed the you know the problem that that you know that committed the crime and so and so I'm looking so I kind of look at this from the same standpoint and say can can we get the Catholic Church to try to clean up their own house at least right and and prevent future victims. And I know that I know that that doesn't that's not satisfying to people that have been victimized. Um, I and and if if we can get something for them, I'd I'd like to see that happen. But what 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 do I mean? But if we can't do that, can we prevent future victims? And that's what. And right. so I just I I I don't have, I don't have a good answer. It, it's not it doesn't feel good to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian, I just want to I want to throw in the thought here that. Your, your daughter had an advantage with that creepy boss in having somebody in her life who is open and talking to her about this shit. Oh, well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. She could, she was, she, so, she had no fear coming to us and saying, uh, this is what's happening. And I said, uh, get out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. Also, I, I guess my other concern is are any of these, are any of these priests that are sexually abusing people, are any of them also micro cheating? <laughs> okay no let, let's move on thank you thank you for the segue <laughs> thank you for saving my ass um yeah 
So right. Ian put in a couple articles here. First, I think you need to start with what is micro the, this micro uh, well, cheating I'm thing. I'm going to start with how I started looking up this. Okay, all right. So okay, tell us your journey. Yeah. So on Facebook, there was a meme going around um, that was referencing the article, 34 Ways Your Girlfriend is Micro Cheating. And it went with, let me see if I can find it. Um, and this is girlfriends, not wives, right? So there's a difference right. there, right? Wives don't micro cheat. Well, just girlfriends. No, wives can. We'll, we'll go into the whole detail. But, um, <laughs> so they referenced number 29 here, addressing a man by his name unexpectedly. Like the, the example they say is, oh, hey, Doug. The, okay, so the, you're getting this from the, um, this is, well, it's the, right? Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. This is what the meme did. The meme referenced the article, referenced number 29 here, talking about, um, which breeds a strangely powerful sense of intimacy. And then it had a comment about, oh, look at what's going on with our society, that this is a thing. Well, Wait, of course, um, uh, calling somebody by a first name is intimate? All right, once more, let me finish my story okay, here. All right, all right. He's, okay. he's taking so, us on a journey, dumbass. So instead of just listening to what the meme said, because the meme was being critical of this idea that this in itself is micro-cheating, which I agreed with, I decided let's look up the article and see what the article is actually about. Now, the actual article... Right, right after the headline says, authors note, the purpose of this article was always to entertain. It is satire written in jest because I found the whole micro seeding phenomenon to be totally absurd when it started trending years ago. That is completely left out of the meme. So people, if you looked at the comments and stuff, the people were assuming, oh, these are real examples. That, you know, The article was really looking at actual examples of what you need to look out for. If you want to see if your girlfriend's micro cheating on you, but she was writing these as really overly done. If if you think this is micro cheating, you know if this is cheating anyway, you're being an asshole. Is basically the gist of the article. Huh? I, 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 I completely missed that trend. This is the first time I'm ever hearing hearing the word micro cheating. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Same here. Which led to the other stuff. Okay, what the hell is micro cheating? So obviously, you know, this is mocking it. That's fine. I can um, completely accept that. But I want to know you know, what she's referring to and what um, the actual thing is. So that's why I did some research and found out the next three articles, which is where it starts to get more interesting because while I understood her satire, um, I'm wondering if the, there was a lot more going on in exchanges because the stuff I found didn't necessarily line up to her satire of it because um, right off the bat, it, it, to me, it was a bit more, especially with what I personally have gone through. Um, so the first article here starts off, uh, what type of behaviors count as micro cheating, cultivating intimate or erotic energy from others, cultivating a fantasy of emotional closeness with others, seeking out repeated intimate interaction with exes, seeking out repeated intimate interactions with people you find attractive, revisiting a person when you feel upset in your committed relationship. And regularly draining your erotic energy with social media or other digital means, treating an intimacy drought in your relationship. Problem is, I don't know if I'd consider those micro-cheating. I'd consider those bad relationships and some of them on the borderline of real cheating. I hate the word energy, the way that the word energy gets used in all this crap. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we, should, we should also acknowledge here that uh, this is all about uh, uh, whatever uh, agreement you have with your partner as to what is and what is not acceptable. Right. Uh, to, to do with other people. And that is one of the main focuses I want to get into with this is some of the lines here because um, I, I think one of the articles does talk about um, within a polyamorous relationship. 
Um, I mean, it doesn't even need to be polyamorous relationship either. I mean, uh, some couples will say, all right, well, you can uh, you can do sexy stuff with people online or or stuff like that. Uh, and when I don't consider that cheating or and, you know, right. well, it's and, all a big discussion. And that's the big part of it is what level of your relationship, um, you know, how well your communication is. I mean, if, if you and your partner are fine with each other flirting with others and you're not getting jealous and not getting upset, that's great, especially if you keep it honest and open. My relationship fell apart because my ex-wife did become emotionally connected to another person over me. And nothing physical, because that's one thing. That, um, and some at some point they're trying to say, well, you know, it's not physical cheating; it's a different kind of cheating, and so it's it's micro cheating. No, it's still cheating. I, I, as so, far as I'm concerned, what my ex-wife did he was cheating. Can I ask a clarification there, Ian? I I don't I don't want to. Right. So how did. The development of a, of a connection to somebody isn't necessarily something that we have control over necessarily, right? right? We just we, we, we would like certain people and we dislike other people for, for certain reasons. So at what point do, do, does that become cheating? I, I'd have no problem. I, I had no problem with the idea of her having male friends. Enough. Right. What happened was she started to not be um, having any kind of relationship with me. You know, it was I don't. I, what I'm getting, I'm getting what I need in a relationship from someone else, so I can treat you like crap now. Is what happened. Hmm. Okay. And, you know, it, it was. You know, she didn't want anything to do with me. She was completely done with me on any kind of a level. Hmm. And like I said, I'm, I'm positive she never physically cheated with me, but she was emotionally cheating like crazy, and I was feeling it. In fact, you know, the boys were feeling the whole family. You know, it was fairly obvious in the house that her whole essence of what the relationship was is now focused elsewhere mm. you know okay. uh, uh, that that kind of makes me think too because i think one of one of the toxic things that uh uh we uh are, the way our minds work with uh modern uh in, in modern relationship uh thinking is that um we we kind of expect to have one person that is your everything right uh, they, they yeah. satisfy all your sure. emotional and physical needs uh and uh you're, you're supposed to be you know, 100% devoted to that person. Where the the reality is that, uh, um, you know, what that that's a lot of pressure to put on another person, right? Uh, and um, uh, 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 my guess is that uh, uh, your ex was uh, uh, getting a bunch of stuff uh, from this other person and, and figured uh, that she had to because because like it's supposed to go all towards one person. So uh, uh, if she's interested in this one person, then uh, how, how can uh, how can she devote energy to yeah. uh, uh, caring for other people, right? Yeah, that, that's very much what it felt like. And if she needed certain things, I'd you know, and, and talk to me and communicate with me, it might have gone differently. But she didn't communicate with me her needs. She didn't communicate um, anything with me. She stopped talking, wouldn't tell me what was going on. And, you know, it, it didn't take me long to do a little snooping and find out, okay, this is what's going on. And she's not telling me about it at all. And, uh, you know, and that was part of the essence of, okay, see, you know, you, you, I, I would not consider that micro cheating. She was straight out cheating on me. I don't care if it was physical or not. The the feelings was I was being cheated on. So a lot of the stuff I'm reading in the micro cheating, I, I think some of it is your relationship. But a lot of it to me was, where you know, a lot of it is where, where they crossed the line. And, you know, but we've talked about polyamorous relationships and a lot of other things. And everyone has a different relationship with their significant others. And to me, a lot of the micro-cheating, some relationships wouldn't see it that way. It, it, but the main thing would be communicating, how well you're communicating your, um, what's going on. If you are, I, somewhere in there, it was, if you are hiding text 
If you are hiding emails, if you're making sure you're deleting those because you don't want your significant other finding them running across them, that says you're probably crossing the line. Sure. Yeah, you know that, yeah there, there's certain behaviors right there that off the bat where if you're hiding stuff and not communicating with your partner, something something's going awry. Yeah. Sure. Don't label it micro-cheating. Label it from, you know, for some reason I don't like the term micro-cheating because it's not like, oh, it's not really cheating. It's, it's a bit minor and you, so, know, you can well, it, it things, sounds cuter to say micro-cheating. So yeah. my, my original thought when I heard micro-cheating was like like thought crimes, like like, oh man, what, what would Cindy Crawford be like in bed? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and it's actually, like, well, that's not that's not cheating so much as no. you know having a fantasy, right? Because right. you know that there's a big difference there um, between what you're talking about and what I originally was thinking about when I heard of micro cheating. You know, because because you know I, I don't want to punish people for thought crimes, right? right. I agree. But that but I this agree. sounds like something different, particularly in your situation, and it, it may be because you have a personal attachment to something too that you're seeing this differently than maybe the rest of us are. Right. No, I, I won't deny that. It, it, it very likely is um, a factor. However, but, the thing is, uh, relationships deal with a lot of personal uh, feelings and attraction and such. When a person takes that too far, that attraction too far onto something else, um, I mean, it's one thing to play around in games and stuff like that and say, okay, you're just playing a game or whatever. Well, That's a completely different thing than putting yourself completely into a relation, a mental relationship with someone. Right. Uh, psych. Uh, what do I always call it? Mm. I'll give you a hug. <laughs> so uh, I, yeah, I was thinking about you know we see these people that you know online will have like practically have have another have another a girlfriend online, right? Somebody that they figure they're never going to see, so it's safe for some reason. But in, in a lot of ways, you know that they. Be, you know, their significant other doesn't know about this relationship, and it probably does. Um, you know, verge well, on cheating, if not cheating, right? And as well, emotional. Yeah. If, if the person they're having the exchange with doesn't know they're married and in a different relationship, that's you know going both ways. Sure. You know. Yeah. And but, the um, other thing is, is if they they put that emotional attraction before their personal attraction. Yeah. Then even if it isn't. Uh, isn't personal physical at this point of time it's a virtual situation there is still if this is a real person there's still a possibility of me so but what if it's an ai <laughs> is it still cheating it's not cheating unless you put yourself into well, the situation where you're not having anything to do with anything else but a lot of it has to do let me tell you feel... something i um i try uh, a while back i tried out uh, this uh uh ai app called uh replica or uh, with, spelled with a k and um yeah um i tried, I tried it, it's it's actually uh, uh like wow uh, it, it amazed me at how good it was and um it, it had a, a um a role-playing uh sex role-playing feature which i think i wasn't supposed to have they've since corrected it but uh it was surprisingly good wow okay yeah so what but point the thing is is that that those kind of things can be a lot of fun, and that's great. I mean, I've played with the replica one as well as a friendship deal, uh, and I've also played uh, role-playing games on forums and online with other people's with different characters and such. And that I never considered as a cheating factor because it wasn't 
an emotional attract uh, an emotional setup where I got uh, intricate. So here's the but here's the, here's but here's the thing. But the AI is that it could be intimate, couldn't it? I mean, these AIs are getting to the point where where they they're, they're getting to the point where they could be they, intimate, they could be right. And it's hard to determine <laughs> where it goes from being just a fantasy to becoming more within your world uh, type of situation where it is affecting relationships you are physically within. I think there's right. the key, affecting relationships that you're currently in. Any, anything that emotionally takes you away from your current relationship could potentially be cheating depending on you know wh- where you're at with your spouse if you're not talking yeah. to them and instead you're you know you're you know you're 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 spending all your time with this an ai or somebody online you're hurting somebody at that point potentially yeah you're true and, yeah and those are the kind to me that's the main thing to look for and um one of the articles even kind of talks about that is a lot of it's about communication and how your relationship is with your significant other if, if generally if you're hiding stuff if you're um, not giving what's needed to your other to your significant other, that probably says you've crossed the line. If you're being open saying, "Hey, look, I'm messing with this AI. You want to join me and have some fun with it?" You know, that's a whole different thing, right? Or if, or yeah, if you sure. even yeah. brag about it, you know, they don't necessarily even need to join you. Where you say, "Hey, you know what I did with the AI tonight? Yeah, that you're going to get kicked out of this." And if you two can actually talk with that, and that's completely fine. But if right. your whole focus is taking all of the relationship to someone else, someplace else, and killing it with your partner, hiding stuff, and all that, that's where the problem comes in. Sure. Yeah. But it doesn't even have to be sexual. It'd be, right. It could be hiding anything at that point that is taking you mm-hmm. away from your partner emotionally. And right. that could even deal yeah. with just friends type of thing where you're yeah. completely with your friends and not with your significant other ever. Yeah. Correct. And each relationship is going to be different. And that, uh, you know, that, one of the articles goes over that is, you know, what is cheating in one relationship might not be in another if there's a communication and the honesty within it. Once more, you know, we're in the age of polyamorous relationships being everywhere. I know so many of them. Now. And Joe is like, hey, I'm interested in this new person. I'm going to go on a date with them. Um, I'll see you on our normal night and, you know, we can hook up then. And if you balance it right and have communication, you can have multiple partners and not run out of emotional energy to share between them all. I think that I think that you that um, a lot of that gets taken up in the uh, deceit and hiding too, right? With that that yeah. if if people are being honest and and uh, with what they about their needs, that you're that you're not doing that piece of it that takes a lot of energy. And a but, lot of people actually do not realize when they're uh, clicking away to someone else that. Sometimes what they're doing really is transferring from what they need to not speaking to their their partner and just putting the needs, taking the needs somewhere else. Yeah, but if they can't talk about um, it when it when comes up, yeah, well, if they can't talk about it with, with their partner, and the communication, also, it comes back to communication, right? Because yeah. if you and your partner are communicating, it, whether it's cheating or not, it's there's not a problem, anywhere. you know? Yep. Yeah. And here's the thing is that you something that you may consider cheating, your spouse might not, but if you can't have that conversation, right, because they don't want to talk about it, you've got a problem. Then there's an issue. Right? Whether right. whether yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so it, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting so what we, micro what cheating might not be the this. right name for it. It might just be cheating. 
Yeah, that that that's a, that, that that was one of my things. Looking through um what the description was like, it, it's not the the straight out sexual cheating, but it is cheating what you're describing here. And mm -hmm. you know now the, the the initial article I started with being satire, those were you know the overly masculine controlling mentality of oh you know she's, she's the the woman's um acknowledging He's other men exist. Another guy. Hey, you know what? I, I guess if cheating is in the eye of the beholder, then micro cheating is too. <laughs> yeah, it's but, not. No, I, I guess I, the holder's not no. quite right Actually, because dumbass, there's correct. two people involved. Yeah. Dumbass. Cheating is in the eye of the holder, but micro cheating is in the microscope. Of I would never cheat with a beholder. I just this <laughs> gross. <laughs> well, beholders are. Yeah. yeah. That, that'd be a bit never, never, that, never that cheat, never cheat like... on a beholder. They're, they're, they're going to completely mess you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they will mess you up, and they will do it on purpose because they just like doing that. Yeah, All right. They're not trustworthy. All right. I'm going to, Mac, yeah, I'm going to let you finish with an article here. You you can do Kia, right. the, the Kias, or you can do Brian Landry. Let's do the Brian Landry thing just because I feel like we should we should finish that. All right. Let's finish it up. So, um, basically. Dog was found, wrong. Dog, well, the yeah, dog hunter was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they found skeletal remains near belongings of his in the park. Uh, skeletal remains that had been in the water. So the dental reports indicated that they were, in fact, the dental, the dental, the dental X-rays were a match with that with Brian Landry's dental records. So they have declared Brian Landry to be deceased, although they do not know the cause because there was no soft tissue to check. They are sending his bones to an anthropologist to determine the cause of death. How long does it take for all of the soft tissues to decay like that? I see. That's the thing that I'm I'm kind of weird about too. Same here. I, I, that was my thought. Is it skeletal remains already? How long has he been missing? Doesn't feel like yeah. that long. He's been missing about a month. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I suppose well, uh, his body could have been uh, eaten by something, right? Well, he was in the water, so it could have been eaten by fish. It could have been eaten by crabs. It could have been eaten by, you know, um, I don't think. I don't. I don't feel like alligators and and crocodiles necessarily leave skeletal remains. Yeah. If he'd been eaten by a python, he wouldn't be digested yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the article basically says, outside of finding like blunt um, skull damage, um, it'd be next to impossible to actually figure out the cause of death with just skeletal remains. Right. But um, you know, and it is a it is a possibility that it could be a false positive. The uh, the what they're going on is uh, yeah. Uh, gentle records. records, which uh, which are, I, I think are fairly uh, reliable, but uh, mistakes uh, like th th people can uh, have be similar enough to match. Mm. Yeah, well, they would have um, to check the uh, insects in the area as well, because it, a lot of the uh, tissue would be taken away by insects in the area, and if you have a plethora of a certain type, that takes away. Uh, flesh, then you're going to have it work on it faster than if it's in an area where there are no insects or yeah, very few. Like, I, I, yeah, and they I, do have to. They do have to check to see how fast things decompose in every, like in every in, every biome in which it, uh, yeah. uh, the parts and, are found. You know, the biome he was in. Florida is a really good biome for a lot of different animals. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but you know, at the same time, it's it's the, there's still people looking for conspiracy stuff on this. Like they're now trying to say that his parents brought skeletal remains out and planted them in that place. 
which is being called ridiculous by both the authorities and the parents' lawyers. Well, they should be able to get DNA from the bones, right? Yeah. So one would think, and the the parents are also still having protesters outside their house. Poor people. Well, people um, are always going to come up with some kind of great story about how something's going to happen because you know, uh, controversy yeah. and uh, sensationalism always sells. Um, the only thing is, is that the only thing that's going find out what's going what went on is finding they did find clothes and stuff in the area right they they found his his notebook in a dry bag and some other belongings of his yeah right so they could have clothing mm -hmm. beyond uh, but clothing belongings as well none of this changes the fact that this story has gotten more attention than it deserves yeah yeah and you know they they i'd like to also point out that the people who are coming up with conspiracy theories on this have gone oh, incredibly they're, – they're, they've gone a lazy route. Now. And I think that if they're going to do this, then they honestly need to be a little more – so here's my thought. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I think he got away with faking his death, and I've got some evidence to back this up. It's a well-established fact that a few years ago, a movie called The Whole Nine Yards came out, and one can infer from that that he would have access to that. <laughs> that, I, you know, you know, and I think we we can also infer from the fact that he shaves his head that probably he considers you know Bruce Willis to be an actor that he likes, so that would point more toward him having seen that. You okay. with me so far? No, but but, con- but continue. All right. Well, in the movie The Whole Nine Yards, they fake Bruce Willis's character's death by the uh, Matthew Perry's character is a dentist, and he actually meticulously reworks a corpse's teeth to match Bruce Willis's dental records. And then they burn that corpse. I hope they didn't have a uh, hot dog fire over it. So so this is what he's done to get away with murder. That's it. All right. Well, on that disappointment, say goodnight, everybody. (laughs) Good night. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Sympathy to Brian Laundrie's parents. Oh, absolutely. And to Gabby's parents as well. All right. What kind of can is this in? Uh, it's in a, uh, it's in a can containing skeletal remains. There we go. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons, share alike, no derivatives, 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Kennel. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.